Larry, uh, in light of the fact that this whole month is dedicated to scary games, I think it's only appropriate that we share what actually scares us. Okay. So, I would like to know your top three fears. Oh. Uh, number one, deep water. Uh, I, is this like I deep, know. deep water, like deep, dark, like black water? Yeah. Or is this like you're in the middle of a lake and something brushes against your foot? Well, both. Hmm. Um, but... Yeah, like either one really. Anytime you can't like see far in water. Like it could be in the ocean if it was clear, that's totally fine. So I guess actually that's the distinction. See the ocean freaks me out because I'm always worried that like I'm gonna get caught in like a like a rib tide or something and just like pulled under. Yeah, no, that doesn't bother me. It's just the lack of visibility. Hmm. Uh no, what what are I'm your other no other fears you are cold and hardened <laughs> the world i mean look you, you know just uh general mortality i guess i don't know mm. mine are uh of course i think uh we might have even mentioned on this podcast babies as my number one fear yeah sure uh, also like anything just kind of related to babies so like baby paraphernalia like diapers freak me out i can't walk down obviously like the baby aisle in a grocery store uh, which is unfortunate because usually they mix that with like some other kind of thing that you might need. Like it's not a full aisle. So like, God help me if I need to go get, um, I think in, in the one near me, it's like paper and scissors and like other office supplies is down the same aisle. It's all the baby stuff. So like, I can't go there for it. Uh, airplanes is my second one. I hate flying. And I'm fucking terrified that at any point in time, like, the wings will just blow up and will just fly towards the Earth in this metal cylinder. I've never been flying, but I would like to. It seems cool and fun. I don't know. It's really, it's so, it's absolutely not. Like, it's actually kind of amazing how we've conquered the air and we've made it into the most boring, mundane travel ever like it's I mean, just yeah, like being in a bus if you're some rockefeller like you are that flies all the time sure fly all the time and i've flown probably about 10 years at this point actually i've been very good about avoiding flying uh okay yeah well what would my chimpanzees i think would be my third top fear ah uh, nah i mean if you get a bad egg sure but uh, <laughs> chimpanzees in general, eh, they're fine. I, yeah, that that one's a little weird. I struggled coming up with the third one when I was writing these down last night. When I was thinking about what shook me to the core. And it was more like, if I were around a bunch of chimpanzees, I would probably actually be terrified that one is just going to like, I'm going to somehow upset their social norms and it's going to actually bite my face off. Yeah, like, I would never want to be like in an enclosure with a bunch of chimps. Yeah, don't smile at them. Oh no, he can't smile at a chimp. No, because uh, it's uh, showing your teeth. It's an act of aggression. Mm -hmm. 
I don't trust chimpanzees. I mean, I don't either. And you shouldn't. Hmm. Well, you know one thing that I'm not scared of? What? No ghosts? Ghosts. No ghosts. Okay. (laughs) Good. Uh, And to prove it, uh, I play two games this week that are all about spooks, specters, ghouls, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and their eradication, of course. You don't want no ghosts. That's right. Any uh, spores, mold, and fungus? Hmm. Well, funny you bring that up, because developed by Compile in the year 1990, Ghostbusters is a side-scrolling shooter starring everyone's favorite ghost exterminators, unless your name is Ernie Hudson, in which case uh, Winston's not in the game. <laughs> well, you know, they ran out of space. <laughs> Sorry, Ernie, there's, so much, there's only so much space on a Genesis cart. Yeah. Nothing we could do about it. Uh, and speaking of games with notable characters missing, I also played Luigi's Mansion. Oh, okay. You could say oh, Mario say is missing. That. That. Yeah, no, he is. Oh, that's a really scary game. Yeah. At least you know where Mario is in Luigi's Mansion. And Mario's missing. Luigi has no fucking idea. That's could right. Could be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, it's just not very good. What? Oh... Anyway, that's the summary. I don't have anything else to say. It's done now. Alright, well, we'll see you next time. I'm Larry <laughs> Davis. With me has been George, George Brundle. I'm George Brundle. Uh, no, I wanted to start out uh, by talking about Ghostbusters. Uh, okay. Because this is cited as, like, one of the good Ghostbusters games, which I think there's probably only two uh... of. I always thought Ghostbusters 2 was, like, the good one. There's a Ghostbusters 2 video game? Yeah, it's the one that's, like, a top-down thing, isn't it? There's... I it's know like there's the by NES Hal, one. It's oh. made by HAL Laboratories, I think. I don't know. I don't think I've ever even heard of that one. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Yeah, I, I know that there's the Nintendo Entertainment System one, and that one is incredibly bad yes um, new ghostbusters 2 developed by hal laboratory ah maybe i got confused because i i've always been told that this is like the second best one outside of that one that came out like uh on the xbox 360 uh, which that one's very good uh and is getting that hd remake uh-huh. um, i would be interested in if they included the multiplayer in that thing because the multiplayer was like really really fun oh right this one never came out in america oh okay that would be why it was only in europe and japan so I mean, but I yes should... this is the one that is like always regarded as like oh that's the good ghostbusters game i should still probably play that then i know that there's an arcade ghostbusters that's not that bad uh, but yeah. it's also very old like okay. uh i don't know i i, I played that probably a couple of years back but i never finished it uh, the nes one though i remember like uh back of the day you could rent consoles from blockbuster sure. and uh we would we at one point rented an nes with ghostbusters and i think just like one of the mario brothers games i can't remember which one uh and ghostbusters worked and mario refused to work like we would put the cart in and it would just be like red on the screen and nothing else but i could play ghostbusters and so i tried to play that for an entire weekend and 
Yeah. <laughs> my condolences. Yeah. I'm really sorry that my mom spent like God, those things cost for like a weekend rental. It was like thirty to fifty bucks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember I so. th- those being super expensive to just pick up for a couple of days. Yeah, the only time I remember really considering it was uh when the PlayStation two had come out uh before Christmas when I had gotten mine. I was like, uh I really want to play Time Splitters, but uh, I never ended up doing it because it's I never too rented. Much. Yeah, I never rented a PlayStation Two, um, but I, we did rent a Super Nintendo at one point, and I remember we also couldn't get that to work. And I think that part of the problem might have been that the NES and SNES they used like AV cables to hook up, and the Genesis used that like uh, composite cable. And so I think me being a kid, I only knew how to hook up the composite cable. I didn't know what the hell else I was doing. And my mom didn't know how to hook up jack shit. So I'm assuming that she, like, put the cables in wrong. Maybe. Which is a great way to waste money. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just, just not know how to hook it up to the TV. <laughs> uh, but it was also a rental. Like, something could have just been, like, bad with those cards. I really don't have. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I didn't actually know that there was a Genesis Ghostbusters back in the day. Uh, it's something that I was only made aware of, like, much further after the fact. I, I don't think I even knew about it until, like, after the early 2000s at Thousand. Um, I don't remember if I played it back then or not. I don't think I did. I, was, I'm wondering... Um, I'm trying to think. There was a Ghostbusters game I played, but it wasn't this one. Obviously, it I'm wasn't wondering... the one that only came out in Japan and Europe. Uh, oh, no, definitely not. Maybe it was just the NES one. Yeah, there's... Yeah, I want to say there's like a Ghostbusters game that came out like on the Commodore 64 or something like that, too. Well, it wasn't that. Back in the day. Well, no, I'm sure it wasn't, but just like I'm trying to remember what all there was as far as Ghostbusters games go because i feel like the ones that everyone always just kind of recognizes is either that last one that came out um actually that, that wasn't even the last one that came out there was that like twin stick shooter that they Ooh. did when the new movie was coming out yeah yeah that thing not good uh the one i played was the one where you're um it has like the grid of the city and like you you drive around on it and then basically every level is just like you're walking upstairs yeah that's the nes one okay all right yeah yeah, that one's very, very bad. Yeah. <laughs> that game's fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, but, like, weirdly, the Genesis one is kind of similar to that. Like, in in a way that would almost make you feel that it's maybe a sequel to that game. Uh, or some like, sort of spiritual successor to it. Does because it have, like, like uh, chibi characters, too? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the way that this game plays is is basically you're presented the city... And you have, at the start of the game, I think it's, like, uh, three or four different locations that you can go to, and you can pick them in any order, and you drive on over there. Uh, there's no, like, driving minigame or anything, but, like, you, you go to the, the house that's haunted, and then it's a side-scrolling thing where you're just trying to, like, clear all the ghosts out of the house. Uh, so you will have, like, a bunch of mid-bosses that you have to clear out. Uh, when you defeat them, they turn into a ghost that you actually, like, hook and you get down into the uh, containment unit. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you've cleared them all out, you have like a final boss for that area, and then you move on to the next one. And when you've beaten the levels that they present to you at the start, uh, then you get like two more final levels, uh, one after the other, and then the game. Uh, and the last one is like this big hole that opens in New York City, and you're going down it, and it's like some weird flesh palace thing going on. Like it's where the whatever like evil entity is like spreading all these ghosts around New York. Um, okay. And then you can like buy different uh, equipment and different upgrades. Uh, so you can get like different types of beams. You can get like a spread shot. Uh, get more um, like energy tanks and things like that. So there's like a whole shop system in it as well. So you want to clear as many ghosts out of a house as you can because you obviously get paid more money for that, which opens up more options. Um, so it's it's kind of similar-ish to the NES one, just in the sense that the progression is layout of a city, go into home, side-scroller, get ghosts. Does, uh, uh, except, does Ray get blown by a ghost at any point? No, unfortunately. Then that would have been really good. Then why bother? Yeah. I imagine if it was a Traveler's Tales game, we'd have like a video on Game Hut right now about how they like got as much pixel depth out of the image of Ray getting blown by a ghost in the cutscene that they did. It was really important to uh, capture the part where he goes cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> I got choked up thinking about Dan Aykroyd King and Ghost Blowy. Uh. <laughs> it's like because it, it would be like a two frame thing. It'd be like the ghost raising the covers, and then yeah. like it would it would fade out and then fade in with cross eyed Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> well, no, it'd have to be like the belt <laughs> unbuckling, right? Because that's uh, what happens in the movie. Yeah, like it, like an animation of the belt being undone, and then it pans up to yeah. cross-eyed Ray. Exactly. Yeah. Ray colon I ain't afraid no ghost. It was supposed to be a dream sequence, right? Wasn't that the thing with that? <laughs> no. And then like no. I think he actually was just getting blown by ghosts. No, I thought that was supposed to be a dream, and just for whatever reason, the way they ended up cutting it in the movie makes it look like it's something that actually happened. Oh, maybe. I mean, like, I still what, like that Ray Ray what, Parker. Afterwards, what? was just like, oh yeah, I had the sex. I had sex with a ghost while filming Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Larry King. We're asking him about perfectly that. normal, perfectly healthy. <laughs> like you can't catch something from a ghost. That's the upshot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ghost TDs. Yep. Yeah, guilt-free. Mm-hmm. Look, we couldn't see the ghost, too, so... You know. I don't Why like not this have been bit. a lady ghost? <laughs> what else Maybe we got? What, anything else to say about Ghostbusters, the video game for Sega Genesis, a.k.a. Mega Drive? Yeah, it's uh, not very good. Uh, th- this game actually reminds right. me a lot of the Adams Family game that also came out on the Genesis. Like more specifically in the way that it looks, that everybody is chibi. They got these tiny squat bodies and these big heads that are like a cartoonish approximation of the actor's actual face. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also kind of slippery in a way that is similar to the Adams Family game too. Like the the movement and uh, 
and platforming has a very imprecise feel to it, which is definitely a problem in the Adams Family game. Uh, maybe more so than Ghostbusters. I remember Adams Family being a lot more uh, squirrely and Adam's having like a is lot just more super fast too. Yeah, like that's that's kind of what I mean by squirrely though. Is everything's moving so fast and like when Gomez jumps, that dude just flies. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's good. Which is a huge problem in that game because there's a lot of very precise platforming that you need to do and a lot of halls that just are crammed with enemies in a very tight space. So yeah, trying it's just to navigate like around. Saw blades and spiders everywhere. So oh, yeah. it looks like no, Super Meat Boy levels sometimes. It's an accurate representation of the Adams family home, but yeah. it's not fun to play. Yeah. And that new movie um, is bad. Yeah, it does. Um uh, but Ghostbusters is uh, it th- there's there's some precision platforming in that game, but it is nowhere near as hazard rich as the Adams Family game is. And like Venkman and Ray, they don't go like flying off into the distance when you jump. So it's not like the movement's not quite as uh, pronounced in the way that the Adams Family game is. They they kind of like toned the values for the jump distance and speed down enough that you can still control it um but it it does still have that kind of feel of like th- this isn't a good platformer it's just very difficult to kind of make your way up some of these levels when are you um, gonna pick a good game again luigi's mansion we're talking about in this episode it's a good game but you think it's not no, I do. Oh, I thought... Okay. No. I thought at the beginning you were saying Luigi's Mansion is not very good, and I was that's why I was going, ah. Oh, oh no, no. Luigi's Mansion is a gem. Okay. Uh, no, I, that's, that's basically just my thoughts on the Ghostbusters game, is it reminded me a lot of the Addams Family game, and the Addams Family game is not good. And so I got very mad that it was reminding me of that. What if I told you the new Ghostbusters 2 game that I had mentioned lets you play as Lewis Tully as the fifth playable character? Okay, I was about to ask, can you play as Winston? Because, boy, yeah. that'd be real fucked if yep. they took Winston out and replaced him with Lewis <laughs> Nobody, know, nobody knows who. Uh, what's his name? Who plays Winston? Uh, Ernie Hudson. No, it's not that. It's. Uh, I don't know. I'm blanking on Eddie Murphy. Anyway, no, it's not. Don't be stupid. Isn't that like who they wanted to blame originally? Though. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> anyway, okay. uh, yeah, nobody knows who that is. Uh, we gotta get Rick Moranis in here. Yeah, of course. Ernie Hudson is best known these days as play uh, for playing Master Roshi in um, that Dragon Ball movie. Sure. And uh, play as uh, Peter, play as Ray, play as Egon, play as Lewis, play as Slimer, play as Dickless. Ooh. Yeah, he is the secret unlockable. You can only get him with the game genie. This just makes me think of how good that uh, 360 game was multiplayer specifically which will not be in the remastered version oh they actually confirmed that it's going to be but they're having to remake it entirely so i mean they should put the effort into that that multiplayer was really really good yeah it was 
better than playing the actual single player or like even co-op like yeah. the, the campaign uh even though like that's that's still really good too it was but, fine yeah, but yeah the, like that single player is mostly like uh you know you're kind of just shooting things until they explode which doesn't really make sense and then the multiplayer you actually had to like get with the other players and rope the ghosts into the traps and stuff and that was what was fun yeah, that's, I mean, so that's a thing that happens in the Genesis Ghostbusters, too, is a lot of it is just you shoot the ghosts. You don't actually, like, capture them. It's only the mid-bosses that, once you defeat them that way, they turn into, like, a generic-looking ghost, and then you put them into the trap. Weird. You remember that part in the, uh, in the 361 where it was, like, in a graveyard, and there were these cherub things that were attacking? It was, yeah. like, the hardest part in the whole game because... Ray would yeah. constantly die. Ugh. Yeah. I mean that the the only thing that it really had against that game was probably uh probably the fact that um Bill Murray had zero interest in recording. Sounded yeah, <laughs> that that he sounded like he was recording them on a golf course. Yeah. It it sounded like somebody just ran up to him and held a phone in front of his face. I yeah, guess held a I microphone hate, back then, but I hate that what took me so long was for some reason I, like Bill Murray's name was on the tip of my tongue and I couldn't just say it. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Um, yeah, like, uh, like I um, played. Did you uh? You never watched Happy, right? No. Okay. Well, originally, I think Happy was voiced by T.J. Miller. I believe, and so he got booted shortly before that came out and replaced with Patton Oswalt. Uh, and for like the first two or three episodes, it sounds basically the same way. Like Happy's dialogue does not sound like the rest of the audio. Like it, it sounds like he recorded it in a bathroom somewhere. Huh. It's weird. Yeah, like they ironed it out later, but still. It... Yeah. Yeah, it, it is just weird to me, though, that, like, most of those Ghostbusters games were all about just, like, actually shooting the ghosts and making them explode, and that it, putting them into traps accounted for very little of any of those games. Yeah, a whole lot of ghost murder. Oh, sure. No, I mean, they can't haunt a home anymore if they just don't exist in this life or the next. Exactly. Banish them to uh, yeah. to the eternal void. Yeah, you die a second time, you don't exist at all. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I don't like Ghostbusters very much, uh, but as far as Ghostbusting games goes, Luigi's Mansion is, in fact, very good. That's right. Uh, I am, Hell yeah, I am surprised I did not play this game until just a few weeks ago. So, Did you have a my, GameCube? I did. So, when when I was, um, oh god, I, I think I was like graduating middle school at that time, and the, the promise from my dad, who thought very highly of me, uh, was if you don't get held the fuck back in middle school, I'll buy you a GameCube. Uh, so I passed, and I got my GameCube and two games for it. I got Smash Brothers Melee, because at that point of time, of course. Right. And uh, Resident Evil, the remake that they did. Oh, okay, it's sure. Extremely... Yeah, uh, um, I got it at launch at Walmart. At that time, if you wanted games, you got uh, Luigi's Mansion and Rogue uh, Leader. Whichever the Rogue Squadron game was. That that was a launch game, though? Yes. I thought the launch games were Monkey Ball, Wave Monkey Race, Ball. and 
Yeah, Monkey Ball and Wave Race were there too, but I got Luigi's Mansion and Rogue, whatever Rogue Squadron game it was. Was it actual launch or was it like a month after? Yes. I, almost wondered. I was there at midnight. So, oh, yes. Okay. I thought it was just those three, but you're the one who bought it. <laughs> so I'm trusting you. Uh, yeah, I also got like with mine. I, I wonder if it was like some kind of promotion where you got the two games and and the system, and then you got this like because uh, I have like a porcelain bobblehead of Mario that came with mine, and like a stand that he's on that is like uh, purple and it says Nintendo GameCube on it. Uh, those the three you mentioned were the Japanese launch games. Um, For U.S., there was uh, oh, Batman Vengeance was a launch game. Crazy Taxi. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tarzan Untamed. Uh, Dave Mira BMX 2. Luigi's Mansion. Uh, Rogue Squadron 2. Rogue Leader. Monkey Ball. Tony Hawk 3. Wave Race. So yes, if you're getting a, a GameCube... rich launch. You know, actually though, yes, that's really a pretty yeah. good launch lineup comparatively. Because you do have sure. Luigi Mansion and Rogue Leader and Monkey Ball and Wave Race. Because yeah, like... Uh... Nintendo 64 was just uh, Mario and Pilot Wings. Yeah, I, right. I think so. That was it. Um, I didn't get uh, I didn't get that when it came out. By the time I got it, uh, Diddy Kong Racing was out. Well, we'll get to my first experience with owning a Nintendo 64 one day, but uh, I would have rather it mine had been Diddy Kong Racing, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Hey, I well, let's Diddy just Kong say that my, that my Nintendo 64 is jungle green and you can see through it, and we'll leave oh. it at that for another day. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's a uh, tragedy. But yeah, I got like this little cute porcelain uh, bobblehead doll of Mario when I bought mine, and I, I still have that. It's on my shelf next to uh, my GameCube games that I still have. Um, but yeah, I didn't get Luigi's Mansion. I saw Luigi's Mansion a lot in magazines. I saw a lot of, like, uh, trailers for it. Because, like, that was definitely the point in time where downloading trailers on the internet was still not a good time. No. Uh, yeah, not at all. So what you would have instead is, and we talked a lot about video game magazines in the last episode, but they would do, uh, after a while, they started putting in these discs that had a bunch of trailers on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them would have demos of games, but like uh, EGM was the one that I followed the most. I don't think they really did game demos. If they no, did, they didn't they do that didn't. many. Okay, uh, but they did, they had a lot of trailers on them, and so I've seen like trailers of Luigi's Mansion off of off of those. Wait on Mega EGM discs. Oh, sir, I don't remember EGM ever having discs. Yeah, they did. Uh, that's where like Mega sixty four. Uh, kind of got out there for the first time because they were doing like their public access thing but then they started ending up on EGM discs huh. and that's what made them like take off I wonder if maybe I the know... version I got I subscribed to it and I don't remember ever getting any discs with it I got discs with official PlayStation magazine yeah, Xbox magazine PC Gamer because like, those were the ones that, that definitely had demos on it were the ones that were centered around a specific console right also like computer gaming world uh those all had like like that's where i installed the kung fu mod for max Payne was because it came on a pc gamer demo disc 
And that's where my copy of Deus Ex came from. It was like they just gave it away one time. Jeez. It was great. Yeah, I have like zero familiarity with PC gaming at that point in time, so just hearing that they were putting mods on discs in magazines is kind of cool. Mean, like I didn't have the internet like good enough to download mods and stuff. Uh yeah, yeah, I suppose it makes sense that and, that would um, be one way that you would distribute those given how big they would have been at that point in time. Yeah, but it's just like the craziest thing is that they were just giving away full games like Di- like Deus Ex and Yeah. Uh I think there's some other stuff I have that like the copies I have are just demo discs basically. Mm. Yeah, no, I remember watching like uh the Mega 64 Luigi's Mansion bit I I saw off a disc. Uh the Metal Gear and the Resident Evil 4 ones I saw off a disc. I'm Pretty sure that that was EGM. I don't think I was really reading any other gaming magazine at that point. In okay, because um, I didn't like the like the console specific ones. Because like it, shithead team me was just like, oh no, man, they're just they're trying to sell you every game for the console. They're saying the bad games are good games, <laughs> uh, which like to some degree they would kind of like kiss everything's ass more than the other magazines would but it was also not to the degree that i was assuming it was back then no that was that was like nintendo powers thing that is why i had that perception though because i was reading nintendo power back in the day and at at a certain point that is what it kind of imprinted on me yeah was that they're being way too charitable um because then i would end up playing games that they would rate very highly and being like this is not good actually this is terrible uh but yeah, no, I, I saw like a lot of trailers and stuff of Luigi's Mansion and it always looked neat to me. Like especially the lighting stuff that they did being like, you know, dynamically rendering shadows and everything, rather than it all just being flat like it was in the previous generation. Um mm-hmm. but just never got around to actually picking it up and never never gave it a shot, like never played a little bit of it and then put it down. Uh until a few weeks ago. Um you might remember I was telling you on Discord like Oh, I'm playing a super secret game I'm not going to tell you about, but you can hump shit in this. Uh, that's Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's, like, pushing animation is really something. Uh, I have uh, some news here. The Luigi's yeah. Mansion skit from Mega64 was featured on a DVD included with issue 147 of the official Nintendo magazine. You sure it wasn't in any EGM thing? That's what Wikipedia oh. says. And I tried searching for Electronic Gaming Monthly discs, and I'm not getting any results. Hmm. I don't think I was reading Nintendo magazines at that point, though. That's I, the thing. Look, all I know is I was reading EGM, and I don't ever remember a disc coming out with it. I swear to God, EGM had discs. I don't know. <laughs> That's weird to me. I might need to do some research after this episode wraps. Oh, I was muted. I am on the page uh, for Electronic Gaming Monthly on Wikipedia, and I control f disc, and it's just bringing up when it was discontinued. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. No, I, there was like a Sean Baby thing on one of those, I want to say. He was in the back of the like magazine. Any... I don't remember any videos from him. Oh, I swear to God that there was like... Hmm. Man, that's really weird to me. They I need had, to look this up They later. had the one-up website. And that was where he did like the Broken Pixels videos. 
It's true. Maybe I am thinking of broken pixels, at least, as far as that's concerned. Probably. Speaking yeah. of things that are highly problematic in 2019. <laughs> sure. Check out, check out that Spider-Man broken pixels. Mm. Won't regret it. Uh, but yeah, Luigi's Mansion. Um, so this is actually, uh, I recently bought a USB GameCube controller, so I can kind of play some of the GameCube games on this list, because this is... This is actually, like, the game, the precise point where I was just, like, trying to play these games on anything other than that weird-ass controller is extremely uncomfortable. Because uh, my Xbox One controller ran out of batteries, and I didn't want to go out and buy more to play one game and just let them, like, bleed out inside the controller. Uh, so I used my SNES 8-bit dough and trying to, like, use the analog sticks on that to wrangle ghosts with how small that controller is. It's super uncomfortable really fast. That new one with the handles that I got, it's really good. Yeah, if I had that, it probably would have been totally fine. But, like, trying to wrap your fingers around a SNES controller and, like, jerk the two analog sticks around. Oh, yeah, uh, it's almost like the SNES controller was not made for adult hands. (laughs) Well, I don't have adult hands, and it's still a problem. Yeah, you do have the tiny hands that you can't use to eat a Whopper. Right, but they made the Whopper Jr. for me. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. I can eat Whoppies if I want to, they just gotta be really tiny. Do not say Whoppies ever again. (laughs) Please. I did it just to hurt you. What's working? Um, no, I, I do actually like, despite the fact that it was very uncomfortable on that controller, I do like, uh, how that game plays just the the fact that you have to catch the ghost um in your vacuum and then use the c stick to try to like jerk it in the opposite direction to drain all of its health like i remember back back then the fact that the gamecube controller was going to ostensibly have two analog sticks was kind of a big deal uh, because obviously the nintendo 64 just having the one was not great and then you had the dual shock for the playstation one and that kind of like that became like the controller of that specific era of gaming because it was the most comfortable to use and it provided you a lot more movement options in game. Sure. Uh, so the GameCube having that was was great. Actually getting your hands on a GameCube controller and finding this weird, tiny, stubby C-stick thing was not very awesome, though. Yeah. Uh, and so I... I imagine it still probably wouldn't have felt great if I were playing it with that controller. I tried like a little bit of it when I got my USB controller and it was better than using the 8-bit dough, which of course, but um, I don't know, it's neat that they that they wanted to use that for something. Uh, and like with the launch game, it makes sense that they would. Um, uh, you remember like the whole thing with the shoulder buttons where it was like, oh, so you can push them down, but if you push them down all the way, they click and that can do something different. And uh, yeah. no, no games use that except for Rogue, uh, Rogue Leader, I guess it was. Where uh, Mario Sunshine you... used oh, uh, right. the like pressure sensitivity of those to do different things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But I'm talking like third party stuff because Rogue Leader, at least, um, if you clicked in all the way, the X wings S foils would close, and you'd like enter the mm. boost mode. That's the only thing in a non-nintendo game that i remember yeah 
Yeah, I don't remember much actually making use of the, like the pressure sensitivity of those. I don't remember many games making good use of the C stick either because I think that they kind of figured pretty quickly this was not comfortable to use. Mm-hmm. It's also um, uh, it's basically the same thing as Metal Gear being the only series that ever used the uh, pressure sensitive buttons on the PS2. Yeah. Yeah, the varying success because i remember that those also like didn't feel super great i i recall that being kind of finicky when i was playing mm, it no i never had issues with it they, they always felt really shallow to me and that i would push down too much when i wanted to do something yeah. a lot more light well you never had to press it lightly you just let go of it slowly but yeah the, the like luigi's mansion um the the thing that made me want to actually sit down and play this is the fact that that new one is coming out, and I wanted to like catch up on the other two. Totally forgot that the second one they put on the 3ds. So, not playing that, I guess. It's okay. Yeah, but it's, it is it's neat weird that because... they uh, put Luigi's Mansion onto the 3ds since like originally this game was programmed with uh, stereoscopic 3D in mind. So, like, that is always a thing that has been in Luigi's Mansion, just that they disabled it in the GameCube version because they realized, oh, shit, people have to spend, like, a lot of money for equipment to play this. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, is that why it looks like a diorama, basically? Kind of. So that was always their intention, was to kind of make it look a... Or, well, like, at, at, it, originally it was going to be a ninja school that it was going to take place in. And then they abandoned the ninja school idea and it became a dollhouse. And that is when it got the kind of diorama uh, viewpoint. Uh, but the more that they were kind of working on that, the more it just sort of became this American style haunted mansion. Uh, so the the other two versions, they kind of quickly ditched. Uh, I think it was only after it became a mansion that they also decided Mario was not going to be the main character in it. Uh, that they, they wanted it to instead be Luigi because they couldn't have Mario be scared. Like, that was the whole thing was, <laughs> oh, Mario's brave. That's, like, one of his character attributes, so we can't have him be afraid of ghosts. Mario's, like, the John Cena of the time. Like, oh, we can't make exactly. him look weak. <laughs> exactly. Um, so when they, they made it Luigi and they, they came up with this whole concept of going around in a mansion and catching ghosts, they also wanted to make, like, a very... Uh, a very concentrated effort to distance it as much as they could from like the rest of Mario, which is why none of the kind of Mario staple characters really show up at all in this game. Like you have booze, but for the most part, you're not capturing uh, the booze. You're capturing these ghosts that all kind of look unique from one another. Um, toads are in it, but those were like apparently a late addition to the game. It doesn't matter. You have uh, Professor E. Gad, one of the best Nintendo yeah. characters. Fucking A. <laughs> yeah. I, I Adorable prefer that. old man wants to give you a Game Boy camera and a vacuum and just tells you to go suck up ghosts. Yeah. But see, I, I like that more. Like, if they had just been like, uh, here's a Koopa Troopa with a mustache or whatever. Like, come on. Yeah. Here's a shy guy. I don't know. Yeah. Make it the extended Mario universe and get EGAD in here. Yeah. But that's also why, like, Bowser's not in the game proper. Like, the, the final boss fight of that game, you're fighting a boo inside a Bowser's suit. Yeah. Uh, and Mario is barely in it at all. He has, like, one line of dialogue in the game, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't matter. Charles Martinet's still getting work. He voices all these little fuckers. Yep. 
He's Luigi too. He's probably Egad. I don't know. I really liked how you could just press a button to make Luigi say Mario. Yeah, and there's like 50 different variations of him saying Mario, and yep. it's all like context sensitive. Yep, like sometimes he's like, Mario. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That actually was something that they added very late into the development of this, too. It was, uh, oh god, how did it go exactly? Miyamoto was play testing the game. Your favorite. And uh, he realized that the A button wasn't used for anything other than opening doors, and he's like, you guys are aware it's the biggest fucking button on the controller, right? Look at this thing. It's the size of a quarter. <laughs> it's exactly what he said. Yeah. Fix it, assholes, or I'll fix you. Uh, and so they were just like, let's have it so you press the A button. And he goes, Mario. And it will, like, remember, like, people will remember what's at stake. You're looking for Mario. And, like, that's become one of the most iconic things about that game is just wasting a lot of time wandering around halls saying Mario. Yeah. Miyamoto's a genius. I take back every negative thing I said about him. Good. It's about time. <laughs> Finally coming around. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, it's so a very now... cute game. I, I really like... Uh, Obviously, I like scary games. We're doing a whole month about it. I like scary games that take place in mansions. I like scary games that take place in mansions, and you control all the movement with exactly one analog stick, uh, uh, which is basically Luigi's Mansion. Uh, there's two different control types. I did the sidestep one. I'm actually not sure what the difference between them is because I just like selected that from the start. I don't remember. So now, here's the question. Later this month... Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out are you excited for it or are you thinking like ah, I've kind of had my fill with Luigi and Mansions I'm excited for it because Luigi's Mansion is also at best a six hour game so I beat True. this thing probably in two like three hour sittings is about how I, I approached it okay uh, so I don't I don't feel burnt out on it I was kind of ready for the game to be done actually by the end of the six hours um as much as I think that like the actual feeling of catching the ghost is very good, I do like, like I said, the whole dual analog stick thing, even though it was uncomfortable on my hands, even though I don't think it would have been a whole lot better on a GameCube controller with the way a C stick is set up. Um, I, I do, however, have some issues with it, which is uh, everything about catching booze, frankly, sucks. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you do like 20 points of damage to them and then they go into a hall and then you go out into the hall yeah. and it does a, a quick little like zoom in on the boob that is directly fucking in front of you anyway. You do 20 more damage and he goes back into the room he just came out of and you go back and forth over and over doing this. Yeah. Um, Sucks. Yeah. Sucks. One thing I was wondering is one of the main things when it came out was that it was a technical powerhouse. And I wonder if that comes across playing it in 2019. Like, from the lighting and everything to, uh, like, the cloth physics when you can suck up the curtains and all that. Like, none of that was in games before this, basically. Yeah. Definitely not in the Nintendo 64. I mean, have you seen well, that thing? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Taking a look at a Nintendo 64? And even, like, early PS2 games, like, this blew everything out of the water. Rogue expansion uh, pack Rogue doesn't even have game. anything in it. It's just a piece of plastic. Eventually, I'll remember what Rogue Leader's called. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the expansion pack 
pack pass pack yeah pack no it's pack without a c it's a very important distinction to make why did nintendo do that because they're nintendo man i i don't know I mean, they were game Miyamoto, Miyamoto wrote the name of the device down, and no one wanted to call him on it. Like they weren't cartridges; they were game packs. I don't know why I'm just imagining Miyamoto writing it down like that Quentin Tarantino memo that he like scribbled <laughs> out on hotel stationery, and it's like his handwriting's terrible and all the words are spelled wrong. Yeah. <laughs> just Miyamoto like... handing that in to being like, "This is the design document. Get to work." Also, your feet look great. <laughs> this little drawing of Luigi at the bottom with his feet hiked up. <laughs> Big ol' stinky dogs. Ew. <laughs> hey, look, you build up a sweat when you're hunting ghosts. Oh, God. Yeah, um... No, uh... I, I, I think, like, I had to remind myself while I was playing that game exactly when it came out and that it was a launch title for the GameCube. Because from that perspective, yes, it's extremely impressive. Um, and I was also kind of keeping in mind at that point in time because I finished uh, Banjo-Kazooie uh, not too long before Luigi's Mansion, just what that gap between those two systems was like in terms of technology. Uh, so what they're getting out of Luigi's Mansion at that point in time is incredibly impressive. Spoilers uh, for future week, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we won't get to it for a while because I also have to be Banjo Tooie, and I am not ready to do that to myself again anytime soon. Uh, collectathons and me do not get along. <laughs> so I like them a lot. Um, I like Banjo Kazooie a lot. I tried uh, playing Banjo Tooie recently. You're going to have a way harder time with that, especially oh, since boy. you're focused on 100%ing everything. Because it's a whole lot of uh, like go here and turn into this thing and then waddle your way back over here and then go back and transform oh, yeah. back again. Well, I know like all the levels are interconnected too. So there's stuff of like do something on one level and then go back to another. That's not great. No, no it doesn't sound great. Uh, but yeah, I think that those moments where I was just not being very conscious of that, no, it wasn't particularly impressive to me because that's stuff that's like a dime a dozen. Like, shortly after that point in time, mm. more people were doing things like that. Like, not... I shouldn't say shortly after, but, like, by the time that you get to the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360, like... Yeah, by the time you get to the next generation, yeah. you get everyone to the next was generation. doing that. No, uh, like, Resident Evil, though, was, I think, the thing that always stood out to me as being far more impressive, at least back in the day like when i was actually sitting down with a gamecube that i just got and games that i was actually buying in the store uh because resident evil looks fucking incredible yeah and like still holds up like really really well today even if you're sitting down and playing that on actual hardware uh, because the only so, thing like, it was by actually that point in drawing... time looking back at luigi's mansion it right, was impressive but whatever like resident evil is what i was holding up he's talking like... hey oh. say that again Resident Evil looks really good. Great. You can't hear me, I think, if you start talking and then I say something. Yeah. Mm. I guess not. It I'm doesn't sorry. matter. Uh, no, I... I don't know where I was going with that. Great. <laughs> I really I... like the way that Resident Evil looks. 
Uh, Luigi's Mansion also is pretty damn good looking. So. I was just saying, of course, Resident Evil looks good because it was only having to render one character on screen and maybe a zombie. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it was also doing like uh, dynamic shadow casting and stuff too, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but like just on a flat plane though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, some of the other stuff that I didn't like. Uh... I don't know, the, the booze were like the main thing that kind of stood out to me as just not being very fun at all to deal with. Like I, I'd almost rather that would have been if they had to go flee to another room, like maybe take out half their health and they go into some far flung room in the mansion. So you actually have to go hunt them down rather than it just being bounced back and forth between these two adjacent rooms. That would be pretty bad too, though. But yeah, but like if you still had to hold on to the concept of the boo runs away from you, I would prefer that over the way that they actually ended up. I guess. Not doing it at all would have been the better way. Remember Um, how there are the ghosts that kind of look like the Scolari brothers from Ghostbusters 2? Yeah. Yeah. I really do like the fact that there are these like 20 some odd unique ghosts in this game that yeah. all have like different ways you need to go about beating them. There's the one that's like dancing, right? In the ballroom or something. Yeah, there's the the couple that's dancing. Uh there's another one that I really liked where like you're going into a music room and if you like hit each instrument it's like adding layers onto the Super Mario theme. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, and then you you talk to the ghost on the piano, and she plays like the underwater theme. Is there also one? It's like in a dining room, and like you have to go by the shadows or something. That's casting from like the candelabra, maybe. I just remember like being in a dining room and seeing that. I don't know if it was a dining room necessarily. There is one that's like that where you kind of have to go off the shadows. Uh, the dining room one is like this big fat guy that's sitting at a table and eating, and you have to like vacuum up his food, and then he gets upset, and then you're able to hit him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and he's got like waiters coming in to bring him more food, and you can like uh, suck them up to prevent them from like keeping. Okay. That's yeah, they did like a lot of unique stuff with. You know, they're, they're like, not quite bosses. Because, like, the way that the progression in that game works is you have these rooms uh, that each have unique ghosts in them. Some of them don't have unique ghosts in them at all. It's just regular ghosts and then just kind of, like, connective rooms. Uh, and you have to, like, suck a bunch of them up, and then eventually you get to an actual boss fight, and you do that about four times. Like, there's four total areas. You can complete the game without, like, sucking every single ghost up. That is in the mansion, but a certain number of them are acquired. Uh, I wouldn't got all of them because there's like 23 or 26, so it's really not that much to actually go do. Uh, and then on top of that, you have 50 boos that have to be captured, and those only show up after you've cleared a room out. Uh, and then 15 of those boos are actually tied to a boss fight, so there's really only like 35 that you need to go after in the mansion. Yeah, I never did the boos. I didn't care. I did the booze because I actually like tricked myself into thinking that there was like a true ending to the game. There is not. So I really did not need to do that. I don't think actually sucking up all the booze even does anything for you other than like, I think you might get more money for it. Cause like you're, you're getting like cash throughout the entire game as well. Uh, which also was really cool to me uh, considering like 
the coins and like dollar bills and stuff all have physics to them. So like yeah, when they yeah, spill yeah. out of something, like the dollars are all floating around in the yes. air, and the coins are like just oh, spreading out that. of the room. We're just like sucking them up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you get like uh, the, the only difference in the ending is that when man- the mansion's cleared, Luigi gets a new mansion uh, from all of his earnings, and so the more money you earn, the better that mansion is going to be. But it's just like a picture of a mansion. Like, that's the only reason you're doing any of this stuff. Now you have all the bananas. It, yes, it's exactly that shit. Um, so, I don't know. I fucked with that, not realizing that was all you really got for the ending. And then when I found out it was, I was... I was mad. I was mad because I think I... Like, I really like Luigi's Mansion, but, like, the booze stuff really dragged it down for me. What if I so told fun. you... That soon you'll be able to play as Gooigi. Oh yeah. Gooigi's now the memo for mentioned. that game was Gooigi with his feet hiked up and. Ugh. Yeah, no, Luigi's Mansion Three actually looks really interesting to me too because that like hotel, like the different. Uh... I think the way they're doing that is like the hotel's kind of layered in a way that like different floors have totally different themes to them. I want to say, like, there's a floor that's, like, desert-themed or something like that. I don't know. I don't know, but that's that's neat to me, because I think that was also, like, something that they played around conceptually was if the different areas, like, there was an ice area or a desert area. I think they eventually just settled on, nah, just make it a mansion. Yeah. Well, in 3, it's a, a hotel, actually. It's not even a mansion. Yeah. So, whatever. Was it a mansion in 2? Yeah, it is. Okay, I know virtually nothing about two. So. Two, so two's pretty good, but the weird thing is because it's a handheld game, they split it into missions, which kind of takes away a lot of the exploration. Uh, so yeah. that that's kind of the problem I had with it. I never finished it. So it's another thing I've learned about the development of this is the original concept of the game too is more like Zelda, so like Zelda-like in terms of um, like a Zelda dungeon. Like they wanted more puzzles and having to go back round and unlock different doors and things like that. And it the, is weird that there is there's though. Th- there is, but not quite in the same way. Like yeah. the thing with the Zelda dungeon is those definitely seem um more complex than Luigi's Mansion does. Like a lot of Luigi's Mansion is go to a room, clear it, get a key, and then it will show you on the map where you need to go take that key. Yeah. Most of the puzzles are just based around how you defeat this ghost, and they're really easy to intuit. Um, Zelda's more of, oh, I need to go get this totally different item so I can come back to this room that I already sort of went through later on in order to unlock this next door. Um, which is, I guess, how they wanted to structure that thing originally. I have a question for you. Obviously, EGAD is great, but do you oh. hold ill will toward him for also creating Flood? You know, there a lot of good scientists uh, worked on the atomic bomb, Larry. Yeah, exactly. It was a, a horrible thing that they did that they were a part of. The important thing is that they understand the gravity of their decisions and what they created, and that they have a willingness to atone. 
Uh, I have only played Luigi's Mansion and Mario Sunshine, so I do not know canonically uh, if uh, EGAD has a, you know, kind of a come-to-Jesus moment. Says that he's the destroyer of, of worlds and tries to make right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he doesn't, I can't say I'm too pleased about that. Well, you know, maybe uh, maybe it was just something that kind of got away from him and he's denounced it. Uh, like, Very hey, possible. Flood has not shown up again. There have been other Luigi's Mansion games, so. Oh, but it was in Melee. I, that's Mario had not Flood, canon. that was one of his attacks. And that's it fucking sucked, because all it did was just, like, kind of push back your opponent. That was all. Exactly. Maybe that was it. Maybe that's like, that move is the Dan Hibiki of Smash Brothers. Like, it's just there <laughs> as a joke. That sounds about right. Uh,. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else in particular about the development that I wanted to bring up since I had mentioned the Zelda thing. I know that like the presence of the like the three different elements, you have like ice, water, and fire that was used to kind of like some doors in the game like be on fire or like you need to uh, freeze certain ghosts with ice. Uh, and that existed entirely because they were like, hey, GameCube is a neat new console and we need to show what it's capable of. So we want to show like, rendering fire and water so just include these elements in some way in this video game just like cameo uh, yeah exactly like cameo <laughs> great another great uh, launch title yeah uh, but there was like uh, also dust clouds in the game too that i actually did not appreciate for what they were when i was playing it because i didn't quite understand what they were doing until i was reading about it later uh, which is that those are all like dynamically rendered as well uh, so the more shit you're doing in a room, the more dust it's actually going to kick up. Yeah, yeah uh, which yeah. I thought was pretty neat. Uh, but yeah, uh, only other thing I wanted to mention about this: um, how many copies do you think this game sold? Being Eight million. Up? Oh boy, I don't Very, know. Um, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> Uh, there might be a reason why Luigi's Mansion 2 did not come out for a while and even then on a handheld uh, 400,000 well now you're just being a dick <laughs> I don't know I would have thought that would be How pretty big because it was a launch title uh, it was a launch title but it only sold 3.3 million copies oh, which see, is I... not that hmm. bad that's still a lot of copies but when you compare it to mario 64's 11 million copies it looks dismal uh, mario so 64 nintendo came had like, with nintendo 64 didn't it i don't quite remember if it did or not mine definitely did they may have after a certain point but i think like originally they did not probably not but i don't think luigi's mansion ever came with the gamecube yeah, I don't think it did either. But uh, as I was reading, the the fact that the sales figures had such a huge discrepancy between them was the factor for Nintendo not really doing anything else with Luigi's Mansion. That their takeaway from that was, oh, people don't really want a Luigi game. I do remember people being mad about that at the time. They were like, ah, oh, Nintendo console's coming out and there's no Mario game for it. And then, yeah. well, they got their wish. Here's I remember sunshine. people being mad about the length. Like I remember the length being brought up in reviews, just saying it's it's super super short. And yeah. people who I knew that played it also saying the same thing, which was like the main reason that I was discouraged from actually going out and buying it at that point. And yet, Resident Evil One not exactly a long game. No, 
no, but like that's the the thing with Resident Evil One was at that point in time, no one I knew had played Resident Evil. Period, uh, which is actually kind of surprising. Um, uh, yeah. So I I had no idea what the length of that game actually was. But then, like much like Luigi's Mansion, despite the short length, I enjoyed it a whole lot, uh, which should have been like the lesson to me at that point in time that. A game doesn't need to be long to be good. No, in fact, in fact a lot of times, short games are often way, way better than yes, longer games. Exactly. I'll yeah. take a short game any day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, uh, you've not played Ghostbusters for the Sega Genesis. I'm assuming that you have no opinion on whether or not to play it. Uh, I would say don't. Yeah. Just don't. Seems it's fine. it's kind of just mediocre at best. Like it's not really bad necessarily but it just has this janky feel to it and it's you're not doing yourself a disservice by not playing the fucking sega genesis ghostbusters right uh, do you play the hd remake of the one that's coming out especially if they had multiplayer in it though because that is actually a pretty good game um luigi's mansion though i would say definitely go and play that uh, especially if you're planning on playing luigi's mansion 3 it's short enough that i don't think you're going to get burnt out before that uh, before three comes out um and i had a lot of fun with it it is just as simple as it needs to be uh it's exactly the kind of game that i wanted for that moment in time which is something that i could just sit down and not have to worry about like oh god i need a guide i need to figure out where to go uh like i said play banjo kazooie shortly before it and that's all that game was Wait, you needed a guide for banjo kazooie uh to get 100 percent in it yeah that's crazy were you doing? There, there were just there were certain things where I just did not know like where to go. Have you like, ever played where a video to find game all the gems and stuff? It was mostly in like the water levels where that was an issue, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like give... the, the Jolly Roger Bay just has like those tubes that lead to fucking nowhere. I give Luigi's Mansion uh, five bags of popcorn and a Game Boy camera. It's mm. a it's a good game. It's a popcorn classic. Uh, highly recommend it. I would give Luigi's Mansion a Barks root beer because it's good. Sure, it's good. Yeah, that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but if you if you do play it though, d- do the thing that I did. Try to be very conscious uh, of when it came out and what it was doing at the time because I think that it it being what it was it being a launch game they were trying to push that console right out of the gate and i think it is uh very interesting for that it does a lot of things that were very uh neat at that point in time just like cameo just like cameo just like perfect exactly. dark zero cameo. Mm. just like quake four yeah just like king just... kong the game just like pilot wings no Get real. But they had the mode 7, so you could feel like you were flying. Well, that was on Super Nintendo. Yeah. No, I don't know anything about the N64 Pilot Wings. I, uh, I never played the that Super game, Nintendo. I've not sat down and played it yet. I only played Pilot Wings 64. Hmm. I'm imagining it's not that great. Uh, that it's just, oh, you can fly in 3D, which, yeah. Yeah, basically, it had like an open world kind of mode, though, where you could fly around. And uh, huh. if you had a thing with the missiles, you could shoot the uh, uh, Mount Rushmore type thing Land. and turn a face into Wario. Like oh. it's Mario's okay. face on it. If you shoot it, it turns into Wario. That does sound pretty good. 
That was basically 80% of my enjoyment of Pilot Wing 64. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's this week's episode. It's done. It's a ghost now. Great. Yeah, we got to suck it up, and then we'll be back next week for okay. more spooky video games. Uh, no ghosts next week, though. It's a no-ghost zone. Well, how can it be spooky, then? Oh, wait, actually, no, there is a ghost. One of the games is all about a ghost. Oh, no, I fucked up. I fucked everything up. Oh, I forgot about the ghost. That's central to one of the games we're playing. Great. Oh, goodbye, dinosaurs. Who also, it is worth noting, are all ghosts because they're dead.